it. Yeah. 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 We're still in this room. We're still in this room. Who are you? I'm Alex Navarro. Hi, Alex. We didn't have a desk for him, so he's he has to work out of this room. So he's here whether we like it or not. This is work? Oh, yeah. I mean, for us, we'll it get a book. It feels like yeah. it's not with these party tunes yeah. that you're Hell hearing. Yeah. These hit vibes in here make anything feel like it's my spare time. Mm-hmm. But then there's a check. Hello. Hi. This is the after show. This is what we do when we're done doing the other thing. This is the after show. With like, this is the after Jeff show with ben. ben and, and Jeff Alex? featuring Alex Navarro. What? You got some kind of show? What goes after the other show? Yeah, we do the one show. And then after that, it's like, you want to do another show? We're like, hey, we're already here. Yeah. Let's do two. That just makes good sense. I mean, that's just like, you know, it's, it's like taking the Fallout engine uh-huh. and then repurposing it. For something else, getting the most out of you know the effort that you have already put in, yes, squeezing it out, yes. This it's a it's a Daisy esque, mm-hmm. it's a Rust like. And on that note, take off all your clothes. All right, great. All right, okay. Uh, this is it. We're here to take some questions. There's information in the chat if you want to give us a voice call on Discord, which is an application that you can use for that sort of thing. Or there's an ask a question button at the top of the chat that you can hit uh, to ask a question. Weird how that works. Bizarre. I know. Um, you got a whole thing going out here, man. No, yeah. This is it. We got it's these wild. rooms and it's just like, fuck it. We got this room. We got the other room. We got the desks. We got two rooms. It's bizarro giant bomb to yeah, me. That's, this, is, this is where we got the rooms. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's start off, uh, Hellion 88 asks, how does Alex feel about the rock band live stuff? The what? I, yeah, I don't know. I I think that that's a, so Guitar Hero Live is shutting down. The, the (sighs) Guitar Hero TV, the GHTV stuff, the stream stuff is, uh, sunsetting. It is the least surprising thing you could have told me, but it still bums me out because there was something to that game. Yep. And I mean, whatever, you can still play the game, you know, like there's still, you can play the core version of that, but nonetheless, I am sad that that did not catch on more because there were some ideas there I would have loved to see them expand on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the GHTV stuff, it looks like it's going to be offline as of December 1st. Okay. And, uh, and they have already cut off your ability to purchase in-game currency because like you could buy... Because you played over... Is you playing over music videos? Right. And so they... they you could watch the stream and then you're just fed whatever they, they program. And then if you wanted to buy a song, you could do it that way. Yeah. It was a neat idea. That whole game was a neat idea. Yeah. It felt like they were hedging their bets against the way people were consuming music at that stage, which was very much more streaming than buying individual tracks. Mm -hmm. It's just that I think, I don't know, like as, as cool as some of the changes to that game's gameplay were, I think they were off putting to people that maybe wanted like just the more standard style of plastic instrument rhythm game. Mm hmm. And, you know, I, not to say that, like, drums or vocals would have made that much of a difference, but I think just going back to guitar also maybe was not as enticing to some people. Yeah, totally. Which uh, is not to say that Rock Band 4 was, like, some great seller that, you know, everyone immediately latched onto, but it's like, they're still putting out DLC for that thing. Right, yeah. I mean, that's a platform, and you can yeah. support it, and there'll be a number of people that play it on a regular basis, and then some people will come back to it occasionally. Yeah. The way you might have a karaoke party in your home. Do you see they're putting Rock Band Network tracks out now? Yeah. 
Well, Creed, right? Well, they started with Creed, but yeah, they're they're just kind of going through like I guess what some of the more popular and requested songs from that platform are in recent because you, you there's no rights for that. You can't just have the songs you bought on Xbox because of the way oh, the, the, the the creators the, the creators club creator stuff, stuff. Yeah, that's weird. The mm-hmm. way that all worked, there's no entitlements for that, unfortunately. But they are just that they are they are doing an edit pass on them and making sure they are up to you know right, the, the yeah. professional grade and and they are just reselling them. Huh. Which is a bummer if you bought a bunch of those songs, but yeah. also like it's a cool way to give people access to that stuff that maybe if you didn't have it before. Sure. But also Creed. But also Creed. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. It's, I, I just, I've been thinking about Rock Band a lot lately. Like what you would want from it even at this stage? Or like what do they do from here or what do they do next time? Um, is there a next time? Right. Well, A, is there next time? But B, like, if you think about Rock Band as a platform, which they should have not called it Rock Band 4, they should have just called it The Rock Band. Yeah. Uh, and and gotten away from the numbering, because I think that that in and of itself was probably something that was, like, a little, like, oh, you can do Rock Band 5 next? Like, no, of course not. Like, right. In this day and age? Are you crazy? They did Rivals, but, I mean, that was just an expansion. Yeah, yeah. And even that, yeah. Um, I guess just when there are there when there's another set of console hardware yeah you know and and that maybe the backwards that maybe the stuff from the previous platform doesn't all come forward or, or eh, actually it probably does if actually. they've gone to the trouble they have to relicense all that stuff for this existing platform set yeah. and even gone to the trouble of like finding songs that are delisted to making sure that people who bought them on the other platform can get them yeah uh I would hope that they went to the trouble of rewording those deals so that they could do that again going forward if they need to. Right. Yeah. Uh, if they were not forward thinking in the relicensing and in, 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 in their dealings with RB4. Yeah. With like getting the DLC machine back up and running. If those contracts have not changed in a way to make it so they don't have to worry about this stuff ever again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they were still releasing some of those old songs to people who had the entitlements right. like as recently as a few months ago yeah yeah like they finally on xbox at least they hit everything now everything is available if you bought it like everything everything yeah oh, I mean, if you bought it like there's some it. stuff that's not not for sale new yeah you but... cannot buy it new but if you bought it on the other platform like because in the initial wave there's a bunch of stuff that was delisted that you just couldn't get because right. it, they didn't have time or the chance to put that stuff into the like you know, you go into the download section. It's like, yeah. here's stuff that you could download. Right, right. And they just closed that out on Xbox. Oh, that's it's great that they did all that work yeah. and, and stuck with it. Uh, you know, to what end? Like, how many people are actually out there? Like, can you like if I wanted to get rock? Well, let's say I didn't get rock band for. Which there's a lot of people that didn't, uh, you true. know, but but suddenly you're like, oh, you know what? I did buy an Xbox one. Uh, I did buy some 360 stuff. It'd be nice to be able to play that shit. Like yeah. finding like a new Rock Band 4 kit. Is that even it's Im- happen? It's very impossible yeah, right now yeah. to find one of those full kits. And even and I know like the, some- the instruments like even don't always show up used all that often these days because they were pretty limited at a time, weren't they? Well, so yeah, the initial Mad Cats run, there was a decent number of them out there. But I think when they went insolvent and all of that, right. uh, a lot of that stuff just didn't make it ba- its way back into the ecosystem. Right. Uh, and I don't think any of the PDP instruments were released on anywhere near that scale. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's weird. It is. I don't know. It's unfortunate. I, uh, almost bought, I, I kept looking, um, at drop mix every time I went to a Toys R Us that was shutting down 
kind of waiting for it to fall below a certain amount. And then I was like, oh, I would buy this and just put the cards on the thing and hear the mixes and all yeah. that other stuff. But it, it never got cheap enough. Uh, my understanding is that the people who like that game actually made it expensive and like there are rare cards that are now a lot of money and right. all this other stuff because, you know, distribution was what it was or I don't even know. I mean, it seems like that thing has captured at least enough of a following for them to keep supporting it. So, yeah, I don't know. I I thought I'd heard that they had more cards planned, but I guess yeah. I don't know. I think uh, they do. Yeah, that's that whole thing's weird. It is. Harmonics is it's weird. A weird. It's a weird time. Yeah. It's, well, it's been a, I think they went through a weird time. Well, no, it's still a weird time. It's just a different weird time because yes. now it's Columbus Nova weird time. Yes. The weirdest of times. Yeah. Uh, sure. Um, what else you got? Let's see. Uh, ben, you got any callers over there? I do, in fact, have a caller on the line. Okay. Caller, go ahead. Hi, I'm Brian from uh, Delaware. Hi, Brian. How, how are you guys doing? Fantastic. What's on your mind? Uh, I wanted to call you guys about um, pixel art and like what's your kind of like favorite examples of the stuff because like BB tags out this week and that game has like some great great visuals like the new models from uh, Ruby are like fantastic I think but I was just wondering like what do you guys think because like uh, one of the examples I think mm-hmm. of is like Third Strike is probably like one of the best looking games ever I think still with like something like Elena's animations are just spectacular. Yeah, that stuff is really crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for your call. No problem. Yeah. Pixel art. You got anything that stands out to you? I think Street Fighter Three. Like, you say what you will about. Oh yeah. Some of that game design choices. Yeah, know. yeah. But like in terms of the way it looks, like they sure put a lot of fucking frames into yeah. that stuff. And Elena is like a really good example. That might too, be some like, of the best man. animation in games. Agreed. Honestly, like yeah. the, uh, the, the, even like, like the way Hugo's face just expands and stuff. It's goofy. It's, gross. it's goofy and gross, but it's like artistically, good. I don't like, like it's, it's well done on yeah. a technical end. You're like, Hmm, a lot of frames, but man, I don't like Hugo. It um, creeps me out. Everything I have seen, uh, played of that, Bloodstained mini game thing they oh, just put yeah. out, like so, like the the character mm. and boss design stuff in that game is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're going off high end stuff, uh, KOF thirteen, sure, is probably also up there with one of the prettiest video games. Um, but as far as like pixel, when I think pixel art, you know, I kind of think like more, I, I guess, retro styled. And I think about like modern stuff like Towerfall having really good pixel mm. art. Um, Stardew Valley and Terraria and those games do a lot with a little bit. I like Dead Cells a lot. Like yeah. The look of it is, is really nice. Um, and, well, yeah, there's a, a game that I've played some of that is not announced yet mm. that has a very stripped down style that's like very raw. And uh, uh, there's the other, there's been some images of a different game out there, uh, Noita, mm. that has a really cool look to it. Um, that Rivals of Aether game that I I'm still playing also has some really good pixel art. Mm. Um, and they they animate it very well. Uh, and, and it's actually gotten to the point where the they're introducing newer DLC characters that just kind of put the old one, original characters to shame. You can tell like the characters they first designed when yeah. they're starting out in the game, and then it's just like okay, well we were able to put yeah. a lot more time into these characters, and maybe we should go back. They've talked about going back and touching up their old art, doing which, another art pass. Yeah, yeah, that would that would make some some sense for sure. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think here. Oh. 
Uh, Venom Snake uh, 6 here says, apparently the Skate 3 servers went back up today. What? They made it backwards compatible, so you could play the 360 version on an Xbox One. But apparently you can play Skate 3 on the internet. Makes me wonder, if, I wonder if they're going to turn all that back on. Because Burnout Revenge, they just sold that recently. Yeah. And you could not play it online because the servers were went offline like last year, like recently. Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to turn all that shit on. Seems like they should. Turn those machines back Turn on, on the Skate Machine. Spin up the Skate Machine. Um... I'm look. We're we're not getting skate for this year or announcement this year, but I'm I will continue to beat that drum for as long as necessary. Yeah, I I think I think you are right on that. That I, I don't see, think they'll do it this year. Every third person on the street I see is wearing a Thrasher magazine T-shirt or hoodie these days. Really, the wow. demand. I mean, they're basically a clothing brand now, which is yeah. Wild, well, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there's never been a better time to bring back skateboarding video games. I, I mean, I agree that the need is is clearly fucking there. Yeah. Um, just because it's it's been a really long time since there's been a great one. Yep. It, I guess it probably was Skate Three. Yeah, I would say. I mean, you know, like Ollie Ollie's cool, but it's a very yes. different kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Like I I, yeah. I love Ollie Ollie, but, it but as far as like three D style, like full on skateboarding video games, Skate Three probably was the last one. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think where Tony Hawk was at at the time Skate Three was coming out. Ride. Ride. I guess. Yeah. So no. So no. Dan Reichert posting pictures of me playing ride. Dan Reichert. Yeah. Dan Reichert. Sneaking photos of me at E3. Yep. Creeper shot. Before he, he, before we knew each other. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's fun. Uh, you got another call down there? Yes. In fact, we have a caller on the line with us right now. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Cool. Hello, caller. What is your name? Hello. Hi. Hey, Hello, caller. My name is Max. Hi. My name is Max from Auburn, California. Hey, Max. What's on your mind? I just wanted to ask you, fine gentlemen, what would you be? What would be the best advice you could give someone before going out day drinking? Uh, don't go out day drinking. Is my first advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it, Let's just say, for the sake of argument, that you were going to go out with a group of lads, and it was going to happen no matter what. What would you do? Oh, you're going with the lads. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, this changes things. Yeah. Is, is this is this like a, is this an event? Is this like a like a bachelor party type situation, or some kind of like event thing? Or are you just doing it to do it? So, like maybe later in August for the bachelor party thing, because I have a friend getting married. But this would be. The school term's over. We all just want to decompress, and we all work full time. So we just want to find one day where we just go out and get fucked up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for your call. Okay. That was Thank the you. key piece of detail. Yeah. I think I needed. I think day drinking as a planned event of like, yeah, we're gonna do this and commit to this. Totally okay. Sure. Yeah. Day drinking on the regular, I cannot condone. No. No. Uh. My recommendations are as follows. Break up the drinking as much as possible. Don't do it all in large chunks. You know, like it, try and, and space it out as much as you can because it will get on top of you before you're ready. Yeah. Or just like commit to just having your day drinking session be as long as your night drinking session and just go like for these five hours, we're going to fucking get fucked right. up. And the the problem is, is when you go through that cycle and then it's like seven o'clock at night or something 
and you're like sobering up or hungover. Yes, I got to drink more. And exactly. Like I, I, then it turns into just a fucking bender and you're like, well, I think if you if you can commit to that, then go for it and and live your truth or whatever. But I would say to piggyback off of Alex's, I've found that in the past a solid strategy is to have a definite um dinner plan yeah. like have something that you have food in your future like you have a plan like okay we're gonna get burritos at seven just having that will set an objective for you otherwise you're just gonna keep drinking and get hungrier yeah, yeah. and start to get irritable uh drunk also make sure to eat before you start yes that's lay also. a base get a big breakfast mm-hmm. with the boys you mm-hmm. know brunch with the boys and yeah. then I would also say, like, try and keep it. I mean, this is just general drinking advice, but especially applicable to Jay drinking. Try to keep it to one or two alcohols. Don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't think you need to do the variety pack. No, whatever. <laughs> now, I don't know. I mean, like, I so the 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 pre E three tour stuff of seeing games and all this other stuff the the week out there like you go to a lot of places and they'll have like refreshments or just like a little table of snacks and some places they'll be like hey we had dinner or or whatever because you know you're kind of seeing games from like morning to like you know from basically 12 hours it'll be like 10 a.m to 10 p.m and some some of these days and so a lot of places will have like a a thing set up and, and i am always blown away by two things one the number of events that take place before noon where they have alcohol Mm -hmm. and that there's a non-zero number of people getting mimosas at this stuff and i'm always just looking at it going like i'm like taking notes on video games for the next like nine hours the last thing i want is a drink and also like i I mean maybe this is more unique to me but i feel like every time i have a mimosa i have a headache within one hour of afterward yeah like my thing with day drinking or my thing with light drinking in general is that I don't really get buzzed in a significant no. way. Instead, I just I have a couple of drinks and go, well, I did that. And then I get a headache later. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is dumb. So I am of the mind of and this is probably not healthy. Hmm. I'm of the mind that if you're going to drink, drink. Yeah. Be, go, just go. Go all the way. Not all the way. No half step. Try not to throw up. I mean, that's what I consider all the way. I mean, that's a good rule of thumb, but sometimes you have no choice in the matter. If it happens, it happens, you know, but better than keeping it in. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, I, but yeah, like the, the the whole, like, let's just have a couple of drinks to have a couple of drinks. No, I'll just get diet Cokes at that point. Like, what are we even doing? I'll have a bloody Mary at brunch, but that's it. Ugh. Mm. I, I, I'm not, I don't really like day drinking very much anyway. Um, what else you got? A uh, let's see. Someone by the name of Brinty mm-hmm. uh, wrote in here and says the name Halo Infinity is apparently being thrown around on Twitter. Do you think that Halo could out Infinite Marvel versus Capcom Infinite? Wouldn't be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that sounds exactly like the fake name you would apply to a Halo you were trying to start a fake rumor about. So. Let's try and piece this together. So over the weekend, I saw that they were taking new signups for a test flight build of Halo, the Master Chief collection, Uh, that they have been flighting builds to people in the Xbox Insider program under like confidentiality agreements and stuff. And they were taking signups for a fresh batch of that, Mm -hmm. which is already crazy. The idea that it's 2018 and they're still like, hey, we got a patch, but we're not sure about it. We want you to try it out. Like, what is that? Um, so 
that's already crazy. Yeah. The idea that they're still working on that game. What is that? What is a collection of Halo games? Like they put it out already. You know, it sounds like it's still rough for some people, but I last time I played it, it seemed to work. Yeah. I don't know, but I didn't play a ton of it, so I wouldn't notice the nuanced issues that it may still have. Um what if they're fixing it to turn it into something bigger? What if they're still working on it because it's going to be the foundation of a proper Halo platform that brings all the Halos together on, let's say, Xbox and PC? I mean, there's definitely some merit to that idea, especially this many years removed from Master Chief Collection's original release. Yeah. I just... I don't know that that is going to inspire the level of enthusiasm that maybe they would want from something like that, especially given how dodgy the initial experience of that thing was. Yeah. Uh, Clint in the chat here points out that Infinity is the ship in Halo 4, and that multiplayer in Halo 4 was referred to as Infinity. Okay. Which, yes, I, I believe that's... I, yeah, I think that's correct, because, yeah, they, they, the, the multiplayer in Halo 4 was framed as training mm-hmm. on this ship. Okay, so then... Let's go down that road. Halo 4 2. Or just a multi a purely multiplayer focused Halo that again is a platform that they can update. Uh separated from a Halo campaign. You know, they they do their modes, they put out the classic maps, they do, you know, they put that forge thing out. I think whatever they do, you know, because of what they've stated about how they like to put their games out now, also happens on PC. And so that's that's where it becomes meaningful. Right. You probably have a lot of people on an Xbox One that have played those Halo games. But most of that stuff has not appeared on the PC before. Right. So maybe that's where it becomes interesting. And I could see that making some sense. I don't know. I, I don't think... I yeah I don't I don't think Halo Six is like some big slam dunk for E three but it seems like they could very well have a Halo thing I I guess I don't know I don't know yeah I don't know it's kind of where I'm at yeah um Davo forty two says malt liquor messed up my drinking plans over the weekend I don't know that sounds like uh, mission accomplished to me yeah malt liquor will mess up a lot of things hmm. Uh, Hammond of Texas says with Call of Duty Battlefield and possibly Red Dead uh, 2 all potentially having a Battle Royale mode which I don't know that, that Battlefield mode has been confirmed yeah I don't think so either last we heard I thought it was something that, had, that they were prototyping that might not make it into the game and then there was some bit of information about a mode where you parachute out but that was more about guarding artillery it was not and do we know that Red Dead has that no Anyway, yeah. let's just take this question at face value right. and, and move on. Are you expecting every game announced at E3 with a multiplayer component to also have a battle royale mode? Not every, but I think it's definitely going to... You're going to hear it more often than you would want, and there will be some games where they announce it that it will sound... That will just make no sense on its face. I think it will be less than you're thinking. Yeah? My, my guess is that, it, yeah, it, it will happen, and you will maybe groan a couple of times because it will be games that are maybe a weird fit. But I think it will be the smaller games that chase it, mm. where they feel like they can, they, they, oh, maybe we can clutch on to something here. Maybe it's not a thing we hear as much on press conference stages as it is right. just in like PR releases around exactly. the show. I think, I think you have a ton of devs out there trying to do this sort of thing and trying to put their spin on it, but I don't know that very many of them 
are in that kind of big game triple A space right. or whatever. You know, obviously Call of Duty is doing their thing. Yeah, the shooters are are probably the more obvious fits, but you know, what other kinds of games could they do that with? Right. You I mean you could kind of try to do it with anything. Anything that has combat. You know, like if if I were and I don't think you would do this because I think they brought it back too recently and I don't think it worked out, but if I were Sony, I would probably do a twisted metal game in this vein. Yeah. I can see it at some point. If they hadn't recently done a twisted metal that like people did not connect with, I would probably go like, well, here's our shot and do something like that. Um, Nico of death this is not to just, it's like inundate with this, but like, why do you think we haven't seen a battle Royale game that was actually a licensed game for the book or, or maybe the movie? Yeah. At this point, I don't, I don't know where that license belongs, but it makes sense for an easy check. Just going to throw this out there. I think having a, a game where a hundred school kids run around murdering each other maybe is not. I, I say this as someone that loves the movie, loves the book. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of that stuff. I'm just saying this is maybe not the climate for that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Makes sense. Just throwing that Come out, out here and be all, I got logic. Just saying. Yeah. No, you're 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 right. That is a, a really that is a very good reason. I believe that's what killed the uh, U.S. Battle Royale remake movie. Right. They were ta- like the rights were purchased and they were talking about doing it, and then like one of the big, one of the many school shootings over yeah. the last several years happened, and that kind of soured that whole deal. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. Want to take a call? Yeah, let's take a call. Let's take a call right now. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you? Hi, uh, my name is Alex. I'm calling from the Dent Wizard truck driving across Mass. Awesome. Trucking. What's uh, what's going on? What's on? What's uh, what's your question? So E3 is around the corner. Everybody's got a million things to look forward to. I was wondering what you guys are least looking forward to is like setting up the I believe we lost like some meetings oh. you can't get out of. Oh, uh, stuff that we're not looking forward to at E3, meetings we can't get out of, setting stuff up, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for your call, Alex. Uh, hmm. I mean, look, the setup and breakdown process is never fun. Uh, honestly, I think by the time the three of us get there, the setup process will be done because. Mm-hmm. Vinny and something like the video, yeah. the the video work is happening uh in the morning on friday uh so we'll be set up and, and ready to go saturday morning for ea but uh tear down yeah tear down is always a thing i i don't know like i think for me the only thing i don't necessarily love about the show is just the the stress for me personally of just you know making sure the live show goes through right. with you know every, every minimal amounts of hiccups and that's that's not because, you know, I don't think like putting those shows together is fun is that I just I'm a person who stresses out about the work that I am assigned. And that is just kind of the way I deal with it. And the the hotel that we do this out of makes it tricky to get people to that room. Right. So it's a lot of like you going up and down, up and down, up and down to bring people up. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, that's a lot of like people have to contact you and you have mm-hmm. to be able to be gotten a hold of and sometimes in certain rooms cell signals terrible and you know there's a lot of dumb shit like that uh or people lose your number and then they're stuck in the lobby for an hour and yep. just like weird stuff like that like that the logistics angle of that stuff yeah no I, I get it but at the same time you know once it's going and once it's done 
I'm like usually very happy at the end of it, you know? Yeah. And so it's like worth looking forward to that. But like as far as the show itself goes, like I've I've done so many at this point that like totally. there isn't anything like I I don't I don't look forward to my feet hurting from walking around the floor a bunch, but yep. that's about it, you know? Like I I think the general process of seeing games at E three still is appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, there there are aspects of it that are hassle. Like, would it be easier if everyone brought the games to this room and we got to see them? Of course, right. but like, that's n- not how this works. So, like, I I like getting, I like going down there. I like walking around, seeing all the stuff. Uh, I don't like the crowds that much. Yeah, but I don't like crowds of, anywhere. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like making, like pushing your way through people is part of why opening it up to the public has been like. I get it. Like they should do it. But, but also, they also need to redesign the show accordingly. Yeah, and I think this is going to end up being the year where, like, look, man, I I think that the the number of games, the types of games, the the a lot of the games that are being shown, and the choices that some publishers are making about what they announce and what they don't announce here, is definitely starting to be influenced by who is at the show, right? And I think that E three is going to push further in a direction of showing near term releases. This has already happened, or, or this happens and then unhappens depending on what kind of lineup a publisher has from year to year. Mm-hmm. Like take an EA press conference, for example. Like there were years where they said, like, "Hey, here's some games we're working on," and then none of them happened, or they were like, "This game's like four years out, but whatever, right. we're talking about it here because you know it's what we got." And then there are some years where it's like. Today, we're going to all only talk about games that are coming out this holiday season, which that's a very consumer-focused, like, these are the games you can fucking pre-order right now. Right. And I think you're going to see more and more publishers tighten up that window and talk about near-term games. Um, and that's way less interesting to me. Uh, giving new details on games that have already been announced is not something I need to go to a trade show to see. Right. Uh and so so i like it when there's stuff there for the first time that that's the exciting stuff to me the the new announcements the new stuff agreed it's not to say i'm not excited for those games but like those games are coming out soon yeah like it's i don't really need to play battlefield at e3 it's out in five months what four months whatever it is uh and that's pretty soon in the grand scheme of things so whatever i'm i'm interested in trying it out yeah but i'll get my time with it uh alone with no pants on and it'll be fine like i I don't need to like go out to hollywood to where they have their now totally separate from e3 thing uh just to see battlefield i'm content to to wait that one out even if it is a new battlefield game and you know theoretically interested in seeing what they're doing um you'll get to it i'll get to it and i think that's the the thing that has changed a lot about e3 is when you start giving updates on games that have already been announced and, and shown relatively recently too, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a game like death stranding where yes, it's been announced, but they haven't necessarily, there's still gaps to fill in. And that's tantalizing. Like if they feel, start to fill in those gaps, maybe less gaps and more chasms. Sure. Yeah. It's just that whole project is a big gap. Yeah. You're like, ah, mm, they're doing something. But also in the case of a game like that, I think the gap is half the appeal. Exactly. Like they're just not understanding what that thing is until it's in your hand and you go, Oh, it's a shooter. Right. Yeah. No, man, it's Metal Gear Zero. Trust me. If you put yeah. this, in, you do this and do this, the game was, was never over because now it's just getting started. The whale represents this one Konami lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. If it was just like the fucking fuck <laughs> Martinez of video yep. games. Yes. Just here's the two live crew fucking lashing out at the cops that arrested them. If the whole thing is just one big fucking diss track. 
Oh. I'd be into that. Yeah. I'd be into Kojima getting his fucking <laughs> shit off. Get out there, spit some bars. Oh, he gets his shit off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Alvaro uh, writes in here, says, with the resurgence of PlayStation 5 news, I'm, I'm just going to air quote news on that, honestly. But anyway, do you think Sony for next generation focuses on backwards compatibility or for cross-platform? I ask this because Sony accrued a lot of new users with PS4. Um. I would hazard to guess that whatever they go, they do going forward will at least allow for the PlayStation 4 architecture, like those games, to play on something new. But I, I agree. But I don't know about further back than that. Uh, yeah, it gets harder the further back you go, of course. Yeah, especially um, with um, the three. Yeah, unless you start building... If you bite the bullet and say, hey, we're going to put a cell processor in this PlayStation, right? You know that changes things, but that, that doesn't seem... No. But also... Uh, honestly, there are some PlayStation 3 games that you can play pretty well on a PC. Mm-hmm. So that work has happened. Processors and, and computers have gotten fast enough to do that work on the fly and play in real time and all that other stuff. So it is not undoable in software. But it is a lot of work. It is work. And the question is, do they see that work as valuable to whatever their next offering is? And I think that while there might be some sense that, you know, the way Microsoft has sort of lapped them on that stuff this year is, you know, maybe an annoying thing to them, mm-hmm. I don't get the impression they see it as a huge value add. And I think that the numbers, based on what I've I've heard from people, yeah, yeah. bear that out. I, yes, I, I think even at launch, it was pretty clear that, or at the launch of the backwards compatibility, I think a lot of the people, you know, in the industry that were kind of naysaying the move... Um, we're coming at it from the perspective of just like a lot of people say they want backwards compatibility, but the numbers are actually, they don't, they don't bear out the work. Right. Uh, and I think it's great that Microsoft has done the work and I think that it's great that they've been dedicated to it. I think that in some cases, maybe their hand has been a little forced because it's not like they have a ton of, uh, other differentiating things on their system. Software wise, game wise yeah. coming out. Um, yeah, it's a and, win. It's a so, thing they can chalk up in the win column right. for a specific kind of consumer. And I think that Sony, if I were making decisions on the next PlayStation, that would be a thing I would look at and run the numbers on and then also run like, a okay, hearts and minds. What are we talking about here? Like, this is a good move. Um, should we do this? Right. The answer is almost definitely yes, uh, if it's easy. You know, yeah. if, if, it, if it doesn't cost a ton of money, like if it's uh, really going to fuck up your manufacturing plan, then yeah, then, yeah. then maybe you start to, to really weigh it out. But this is work worth doing. And also, I think that there's a legacy to the PlayStation that I think they have not been great stewards of no. uh over the years when it comes from platform to platform stuff. And I think the way they've resold their remakes and, and you know, PS2 games on PS4 and and all that stuff, I think a lot of those measures have been very half hearted. And I think that you have, you know, I've been playing a lot of PS2 games lately because mm-hmm. we've been streaming some and I've, you know, I've been just, I've had one hooked up and I'm like, oh, let's fuck around with some of this stuff. And, you know, there's uh, a wide, wide catalog of games that are kind of lost to time and some of them are licensed things and, you know, just like stuff yeah. that, that is, is you don't think about a lot. And I think that if you want to do justice to, playstation as a brand as a as a legacy as a legacy as a choice as an ecosystem as as all that sort of stuff i think those are the sorts of like if you're thinking about things that way 
I think it becomes a little bit easier to justify the work that would go into making a PS2 disc work on that thing. Right. Uh, and I think from where I'm sitting, I think that work is worth doing, but, but yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to, that, that can be hard to justify, uh, just on, in a raw ass business sense. Yeah. Um, you got anything down there? No, okay. oh, All right. nothing. I saw the, the call light. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Call light. I left it yeah. up. Uh, uh, Photomic, uh, th- or Photomic, either way. Sony have said they're going to start announcing games tomorrow. Do you think this is the case of a, a case of they have a lot to show or they want to get trailers out of the way and on just show gameplay at E3 proper? I mean, it's just going to be everything that isn't there for, for right. the conference, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they kind of said that they're, that their event, which will be a smaller event, uh, is going to be focused on Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, and Last of Us. Yeah. So games like Days Gone, games like, games like Dreams. Uh, we know we'll be there. We're already shown to press and yeah. will be there in some form uh, along with the PSVR lineup, uh, Firewall, which is pretty cool. And you know, I've heard that Creed VR game is actually really cool. Mm. The boxing one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah. people I know were excited about it. It's so. uh, I, well, whatever. I got a bad demo. The tracking was not working mm. very well. Um, it had some neat ideas. I'll say that much. Um. So yeah, yeah, I think Sony is a great example of like of a company that is trying to figure out what E three means this year and. And I think rightfully they are just like, hey, fuck it. We're going to announce some games before the show. Yeah. Because in this day and age, the internet is still the internet. The internet is the internet every goddamn day and it will not stop. No matter how much you want it to, the internet will not fucking stop. Got to cut those caves. Exactly. So you can announce a game any goddamn day of the week. It doesn't matter anymore. Like E3 is this surge of stuff, but that also serves to bury a smaller game. If Sony's already in a position where they feel like they've got four huge games, then it makes total sense for them to say, hey, we'll just do one a day on our fucking blog. You'll hear about it when you need to hear about it because we're announcing this stuff now and maybe it'll ship next year, the year after, or whenever it ships, like whatever. By the time it's getting ready to come out, that's when we'll start telling more people about it or that's when we'll start saying, hey, a pre-order campaign, hey, we're going to market it to people who don't even know what these video games are. Like... The days of like E3 and, and the, I think the days of these publishers fully catering to the audience of people who know what an E3 is, they just don't, it just doesn't need to be that anymore. Yeah. I think E3 is going to evolve into a Comic-Con-like situation where it's going to be, op- you know, it'll, op- it'll be open to the public. It'll be a big deal. There will be some big announcements around that show. But if you're a company coming in and you're not making the hugest announcement, you're probably not going to make your announcement there because it's just going to get buried. So pull it out. Put it on your own blog. If, if you're a company with like Sony with a deep lineup, then don't compete with yourself. Spread that shit out. It makes total sense. Yeah. Um, and and I think that that sort of stuff is just going to keep going in, in that direction. We'll see. I, you know, I could be wrong, but, I, but I, I really feel like E3 will just continue to morph into a more and more public show, and that will mean fewer and fewer games on the floor that are not like damn near done. Yeah. Uh, and it is what it is, you know, the announcements will still happen and, and that sort of stuff. So you like, you'll get what you mostly get sitting at home watching E3 stuff. Um, uh, but I think it'll be spread out more. 
Sony's even spreading out more. They announced games at Paris Games Week. Like they, they've taken advantage of more of the year. And I think Microsoft is in a position, well, you know, whatever. They, they, the adaptive controllers, that stuff started leaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were right to get that stuff out there. If, if that was a reaction to a leak or where that was the planned hit, I don't know. I don't actually know. But it seems like they were planning on getting it out there ahead yeah. of E3, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see how stuff goes. We'll see how stuff goes. It's it's fascinating watching it all spin and change. Watching it morph. Uh, let's see here. Ice 11 propane. Ice 11 protein. Anyway. Do you think we'll see any Xbox Game Pass, Nintendo Direct, or or PlayStation Now related announcements at E3? Is Nintendo Direct a thing? I thought Nintendo Direct was just Nintendo Direct. Yeah, I don't know. Nintendo doesn't really have a name for... Like, well, their online service is going to yeah. have some sort of like, hey, you get these old games because right. you're signed up. Uh, and yes. I, I, I mean, do. for Nintendo, definitely for that stuff. Yeah, because that stuff is all relatively new. Like, they still have to make the case for what this service is and why you would care. Yeah. Um, Unless there's some big shift to PlayStation now that we don't know about, I can't right. see what they would have to say about it. I mean, and other than announcing more games for Game Pass, I'm not sure what else there would be to say about it either. I think Game Pass stands to be the one where, because it's Microsoft, because of just kind of where my, I think Microsoft is at with stuff, I, they will definitely talk about Game Pass. Yeah, they'll talk you know? about it, but I'm not sure there's a whole lot new to announce about that service unless there's something big that they're they're holding back. Here's my guess. Not to, I mean, we got our predictions podcast yeah. coming up next week or, or whatever, but my guess is that they will, and, and this is, again, some of this is tied to them still doing work on Master Chief Collection, and then there was a Korean ratings leak for Sunset Overdrive. Uh, my guess is that they will... Add the, if those games are not in the Game Pass already, they will be, and they will come to PC. That's that would be the new thing. Is if, if Game Pass is going to exist on PC and Xbox One, that they will do a Sunset Overdrive PC. They will bring sure. Master Chief Collection to PC, and say this is all part of Game Pass now too, because uh, you know you, PC, you do take advantage of the Xbox Game Pass on PC. That's my guess. I think that's a safe bet. My other guess is that they are leading up to an announcement for Sunset Overdrive 2. I don't know if that's a safe guess. But no, I would it, like, it is a way less safe I guess. I would like that guess to be It is true. a way less safe guess. And, and that's like me piecing things together and, and coming to my own weird conclusions. There was a... Um, let, me make, let me see if this is out there. Um... Google this real quick. There's a uh, video that Oculus put out a few days ago uh, that is a developer spotlight on Insomniac Games because Insomniac is apparently doing a a third or or some new VR game Mm -hmm. for Oculus. And it's a thing where they kind of walk through a little bit of Insomniac's history. And I just feel like there's just a little like in conjunction with like whatever this ratings thing that supposedly happened, which I should probably run down and make sure that actually did happen. Cause mm-hmm. otherwise if without that, this whole thing falls apart. This developer spotlight just spends a slight more amount of time on sunset overdrive than I would have thought. Right. In a way that you're like, mm. like this is an Oculus game. It's a separate thing. Like they wouldn't deliberately or 
Oculus wouldn't mm. deliberately. But maybe if someone were looking to get the brand awareness up on that thing again, maybe they would highlight that a little longer. Maybe. Maybe. I think there's a case to be made for that as a prediction. I don't know that I'm out here, out here saying that's going to happen or anything like that. No, but as a crackpot theory, I love it. Yeah, that's that that's in, in crackpot theory territory. That's where I'm at with that. One. I like it. Uh, yeah. One more call. One, one more call. call. One more call. Indeed. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you? Hi, I'm Jim and I'm from Chicago. I'm uh, calling to ask about Hudson Soft properties. Mm-hmm. I uh, was watching some Giant Bomb Infinite some time ago, and uh, we had gotten on either a Jar Time or uh, just a classic games uh, callback, and uh, somebody had brought up Adventure Island. Whatever happened to that property? Uh, my main question really was, what Hudson Soft uh, property really needs to be rebooted today to show kids what they've been missing out from an entire generation of Nintendo games? Yeah. Hmm. Hudson Soft. So Hudson was not a thing that I like. That was not a their their library of games was not yeah. one that I spent much time. I'll, I'll playing look it up. Here. Gonna, uh, thanks for your call, uh, uh, Jim. Well, thank uh, you. Yeah, Adventure uh, Island's a good game, though. It is. I, uh, I so Adventure Island sucks. Go back. Go back and try and play. Adventure I'm not Island. saying it holds up. I'm just saying like I, I, you were I a some, fool at the time if you liked Adventure okay. Island. Okay. If you okay. I had some if fun you gave me a it. copy of Adventure Island and then fixed the part where your health just drains out. Okay, that's something. Maybe that I'd be, be that's that's a game maybe improvement. I'd be on board. The draining health actually really sucks in that thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, Konami owns all that stuff. When did they acquire that shit? That's a uh, huh. I don't know. I want to say they've had it for a long they time. Have, they've had it for a while. Can I say Bomberman for my answer to this? Yeah, I think that is still a valid answer. They are they are in the process of bringing that bad Switch Bomberman game to PS4 and Xbox One. Great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not Act Zero bad, but... No, uh, but that thing was not what you wanted, and the performance was not great, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Um, let's see here. Let's just get down to the NES and, and that era. You know, they did China Warrior. They did JJ and Jeff. So I think mm. JJ and Jeff, uh, Kato Chan and Ken Chan is, is uh, something that's just ready to be rebooted. Bloody Roar. Yeah. That's, yeah. Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu. I mean, I've seen some loose talk that there's... Bonk is them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen Or some... they published it, maybe? Yeah. I've seen loose talk about Konami having some announced game, unannounced game hmm. this year. Maybe they're. This is it. This is they're gonna. They're gonna start bringing go. back the Hudson properties. One hundred bonks. Parachute in. Bonkle uh, Royale. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, nuts and milk. That'd be. That'd be okay. Nuts and milk is all right. They did the NES version of Raid on Bungling, but it's not theirs though. Uh, I, I. I mean, I think like they were a weird company. They. The, yeah. They. They were. They did Mario they did a, Party. but specifically only mario party 5 right yeah oh the good one yeah mm-hmm. yeah you guys know i think I, you know i don't know man like i i used to really like Bomberman, and when i go back and play those Bomberman games they're still good multiplayer and i think that the last handful they did they overcomplicated them basically everything passed like 93 mm-hmm when they added dinosaurs to Bomberman, they fucked it all up. 
Bomberman 93 is the perfect Bomberman with the potential exception. Well, Saturn Bomberman's pretty good yeah, too. Yeah, Saturn but, Bomberman. But it's, it's, it just holds more players. Yeah. So you give me an online 100 player Bomberman. That's a that's a browser game, actually. I think that literally is that. Um, I don't know. I like the Indy Four. I like the weird. I like the weird animals. The weird animals suck, man. They're terrible. I thought it added a, a third dimension. It didn't need it. it and just you get needed, those bosses. I like those bosses. Those are cool in the single player stuff. I, I I don't know that I ever played the single player, and like that. That's that's a whole different thing. But just in terms of raw multiplayer Bomberman. Like, you want the rawest. I don't want no animals. But what I so do, you want, do want animals. Ha! Double negative. Gotcha. Damn it. Shit. That's Got what we again. call gotcha journalism. That's you fucked me up bad. I want more diseases. I want more skulls. That what? I want more. I want, is it did Danzig walk into the room? I yes. want more diseases. I want more skulls. Yeah, it's me, Glenn Danzig. I'm here. Here, let me pull this microphone down a few inches so I can talk into it a little better. Here, let me put these bricks on my lawn. Yeah. Uh, I've got bricks on my lawn and bricks in the hood. I'm Glenn Danzig. Um, it has to end. What were we talking about? I don't know. Man, remember that photo of Glenn Danzig buying cat litter? Yeah. That shit's great. Yeah. I want the, the negative effects. The You pick up a skull and suddenly you're dropping bombs all over the place or you can't drop bombs or the bombs aren't long. Like more negative effects and then forcing players to get those so that they spread the disease to other players. And then everyone's sick. We're all sick. That's the Bomberman I want. Bomberman, we're all sick. Yeah. Exactly. Now you're talking my kind of Bomberman. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here. <laughs> Alex, thanks for sticking around. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. What are your favorite diseases? Yeah. This is how we end every show. Yeah. It's a, it's scurvy. Mm. Did you, I read a thing recently that when people get scurvy and their skin starts to fall open, it's actually that all their old wounds are somehow opening back up. Like the body never forgets. What the fuck? Like any scar, anything that you got, you know, like when, when you get scurvy, when you don't have the vitamin C and you get scurvy, we have a call in number. If you want to leave a voicemail, it's 707-394-8358. Or as somebody pointed out to me, hold on, Phil. Yeah, what does that spell? Some, somebody sent in what it spells, and it's good. It spells scurvy. Uh, 707 exit flu. All right. Uh, if, you, if you've got a case of the exit flu, uh, we want to hear from you. But first, see a doctor immediately. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, please don't call us untreated. We cannot treat you. We are not doctors. Um, but definitely give us a call once you're on the mend. You didn't hear about scurvy? I saw it last week posted no. to Twitter, so you know it's true. Yeah. No, I hadn't heard that. I don't I think I wanna I wanna go and drink some orange juice. Yeah. Don't get scurvy is the is the sounds of that. Yeah. All right. We're out of here. Uh not gonna be an after show for the next uh next yeah, we'll week. Be in we'll, E3. Yeah, we'll be at E three doing where the show never stops. That's right. We'll be live uh, for all those press conferences or, uh, I'm sorry, press briefings. Mm-hmm. No one uses the term press conference anymore. Uh, and then Tuesday night, th- Wednesday night, and Thursday night, we will have a bunch of guests on talking about what they're doing about Fortnite being so popular. 
Hell yeah.